0: Thank mm-hmm. you.
1: Welcome to Ready for Love Radio. This is your host and love coach, Nick Lee. Now this week, folks, if you've been with me for the long haul over the show, you may recognize my guest today because he actually was with me ages and ages and ages ago, way <laughs> back near the beginning. And we ran into each other on, I think it was LinkedIn a few weeks yep. ago. Mm-hmm. He sent me a friend invitation and we reconnected and found out he's got another book out, so I decided to invite him to come back. Today, our guest is A.D. Burks, and he is known as the AHA Architect. So, A.D., it's awesome to have
2: you with me today. How, how, How have you been? As I say, I have actually been blessed and so thankful to be back on your show. As I say, so much has transpired since we were last on the show. I was the last on your show, and just... So much information I hope we can give people that, because there's so many people out here that are in pain, and, you know, we've got some tools to really help them. And what better way to make the world a better place than reducing some of the chaos that's currently going on, especially given the pandemic we've just lived through.
1: Yeah, well, thank goodness a lot of the restrictions have, have been eased up, so that's good. And and things are starting to get back to normal and and all that kind of thing. And you know the timing to talk about pain is great because last week, but we just talked to an author and her book is, was called The Power of Ouch. Okay. So so see we're we're kind of we're kind of in the same vein. And I was I was looking over my notes and looking at stuff. I was like, hey, great timing. <laughs> <laughs> so, So for the people that don't know you or may not remember, let me, let me give y'all an update because like I said, you know, a lot, lots transpired since you were here last. Yes. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Well, it's, it's been quite a while. So, so AD is a love coach that creates aha moments and helps client clients get unstuck as the author of two books first being Sex and Surrender, An Addict's Journey, and the second being The Four Steps, A Practical Guide to Breaking the Addictive Cycle. He helps individuals struggling with unaddressed pain. Through his pursuit of experiential knowledge and with mentorship from experts, AD was finally able to determine what was preventing him from attaining peace and fulfilling his life's purpose. I like talking about life's purpose, AD. Yes. So, he developed the understanding that there are four keys to getting unstuck and being truly happy. I like being truly happy too. This is good.
0: Mhm.
1: And he get this. He graduated in the top 5% of his high school class. We have something in common. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> and he finished his B.A. in chemistry in three years. Now, I've got to ask you, I was reading your bio, okay? Uh-huh. How, did, how did you go from a B.A. in chemistry to working at an entertainment business? How did that happen? I mean, that, that's kind of a leap. And I say, I am the true Renaissance man. So, uh, <laughs> it's so crazy. But Now, variety is good because, I mean, I, I went from, I, I graduated from high school with a certification in drafting, and I went straight to work for a surveyor. Now, Mm -hmm. I couldn't be any further from land surveying now if I tried. I mean, seriously. (laughs) So I I do understand, and and it's funny because I've gone in every other direction possible. You look at my resume and it's like, how the hell does she go from one to the other? Mm
0: -hmm. But it's really
1: funny because I use so many of the skills that I've accumulated over all of these years and, and you said your age and I'm not about to tell you how old I am because it's substantially older than you. But <laughs> like, I I the the skills and experience that I've accumulated works fantastic for all the sorts of work that I do now.
0: Exactly. You know?
1: So, I mean there's there's things that I learned then You know, the, the drafting experience I have works great for the graphics work, but I do now, you know, and the management skills that I've learned works great for having my own business and being an entrepreneur. And I mean, there's all, all of these elements work great together, you know, but if you look, if you look at the path, it looks crazy, you know, and it's like, how did, why, you know, but it's worked. So, so how did you go from chemistry to the entertainment is, industry and a company that worked with like Beyonce and Celine Dion and the little irritating guy from Canada? I mean, I just refuse to
2: say his name. I just think he's irritating. But how, <laughs> how, did you, how did you make that leap? So it's crazy. Um, the reason I graduated in three years is because I was ready to pursue music. So I started singing in church choir at four. And you're supposed to sing at five. But, of course, my parents knew the people who were like, okay, the choir director. And so she let me in. So while I was at Grinnell in undergrad, my freshman year, we sang at Carnegie Hall. I was like, oh, I love traveling. Wow. I want to do this. But I knew my mom would kill me if I didn't finish my degree. So I said, let me hurry up. So, so I okay, finished, the chemistry, finished the chemistry degree and then moved to Atlanta. And uh, it was one of my church members. She was friends with uh, the owner of Red Zone Entertainment. And so they made the introduction and that's how I got to end up working at Red Zone and interning. And then I got paid during the summer. So the beauty of finishing that degree was it allowed me to get paid during my internship during the year, as I say, during the school year, because I was able to teach science. And then during the summer, I was able to actually get hired at Red Zone, and I ended up working for their father, who basically managed their money.
1: Oh, okay. All right. The motivation. I got it. Okay. Yes. All right. I was, I was like, chemistry, music business. Not seeing it. <laughs> okay, but, but I, I'm seeing the motivation now. Okay, clear as a bell now. Got it, got it, got it.
0: <laughs> so,
1: okay, now I'm going to tell you. You you don't know this, but I'm going to tell you. I, I talk a lot on here about people being stuck in um, a life that may not be as fulfilling as they want Mm -hmm. or they, or they deserve. Right. Um, and they may not allow themselves to pursue better for various reasons. And they need to give themselves permission to pursue more happiness And more pleasure and this kind of thing in their life. Um, And identifying the fact that they are stuck. Sometimes people don't realize they're stuck.
2: No, they Um, don't.
1: Okay. So these are all things that I talk about a lot and bring up a lot on here. So I love that this is something you want to talk about today. So I just I just wanted you to be aware of the fact that this this is this is a topic I really really like to talk about and make right. people aware of and help them to identify that they they may be in this situation. I don't I don't want to make people feel bad that they're in this situation because I I've, I've been there. I've been yes. there. I've been very very stuck and I it was it was my normal. It was my normal. And I just I I didn't realize this was something I could or should change, and I certainly had no clue how to change it. Right. Um, and a, a lot of the things on the show, and the reason that I'm so motivated to do this, and I I do this and have for for almost eight years now, is that I I finally had my aha moment and said, damn I can I can change this and I can be happier. Yeah. And I I saw the, the change in my life and I wanna give this to other people, the whole pay it forward, you know, and help other people to make this kind of change in their life.
2: So that's why you're here to help me do that. That's a, that's a a blessing to be here to do that because like you I had aha moments and once you've you know, once you've been in a place of being stuck for so long and then you come out of it you're like, oh, wow, this is how great life actually can be. And right. you want to help other people get there because you realize when you've been stuck and you know you know that dark place in terms of just not really being excited about life or just going through the motions, and then you get right. to the place of being unstuck, and you're like, wow, this is so much great. Everybody should be able to experience this. I know. Well,
1: it is, it's hard to, for people to get you to shut up about it because you're just like, "No, I need to tell you." Yeah. <laughs> you <know? laughs> yes. See, you get it. You. I thought you would. You would get that. So I just. Absolutely. I just wanted to make sure that that you understood where I was coming from, like now, so that we can we can focus on that. Definitely. Okay. So so now that we've both said aha moments, what is an aha moment for people? listening that that may go, what the heck are they talking about? <laughs>
2: well, thanks to Oprah, a lot of people are familiar with aha moments. You know, dictionary.com defines it as a time or event experience when one has a sudden insight or realization. What I do, I call an aha moment is basically an awakening a lot along this journey called life where, you nice. know, you've been going along and then all of a sudden... The aha hits and like, wait, I've been doing this wrong all this time, or I've been staying stuck, and I didn't have to be, right.
1: Well, and you know, in in the cartoons, like the the old cool cartoons that were actually funny, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, used to be on Saturday. You know, the ones that used to be on on Saturday mornings that were funny and all that. Yeah, it it's when, it's when the light bulb came on over the the cartoon character's head. Yeah, you remember those?
2: Absolutely. Or, are you old enough to remember that? <laughs> I, I, I say I am. I say forty-four. I say I loved cartoons when I grew up,
1: like the back back when they were actually funny on Saturday
2: mornings. So, <laughs> and that's what we used to wait for because now the kids have so much access; they can watch them all the time. But I say pre-internet, you waited Saturday eagerly, anticipating, "Oh, it's about to come on! It's about to come on!" And now they're yep. like why are you so hyped about a cartoon? I know, I know. Well,
1: and and I actually have a channel. I I found that that I I do have a channel that still has those cartoons on Saturday morning. I'm like, yes! So, yeah, just, uh, you know, it's
2: fun. (laughs) That is a great thing.
1: (laughs) It is. It definitely is. But, yeah, well, and and like I said, you you saw the little light light bulb, and you're like, yeah. Well, I I even still say that sometimes. (gasps) The light bulb came on.
0: (laughs) You know? Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But that's that's an aha moment. It's, yes, it's it when is. You, well, and and even say the the phrase "you see the light," you know. So yep. Exactly. It, it's it's when something hits you, and you're like, "Ah, oh, I get it. I get it. Okay, okay." But and and sometimes you even say, "Ah, oh, okay, okay, all right."
2: And so it, like, why didn't I get this before? <laughs> Well, those are the reasons why you needed that aha moment, and a, more importantly, a plan to keep moving forward now that you've had the moment, because oftentimes people have an aha moment, but then they don't do anything with it, and that's sort of where I really come in and making sure, okay, you understand the aha moment, but how are we going to create a plan and a trajectory for you to move forward now that you've actually had it?
1: You know, I, something just hit me. You know, something. <laughs> I, I did. <laughs> that, that, that's cute. That's cute. You know, sometimes when you're talking to somebody and you can tell they're not listening to you and it's like they're they're so busy thinking about what they're going to say as a reply
2: mm-hmm.
1: and they're not listening. You know what I mean?
2: That's, all the time.
1: Yes. Yes. And the thing is, if if somebody's talking to, and, and I hate, especially in a relationship, I hate when somebody does that. And you're like, okay, just stop thinking about what you're saying or going to say, and just just listen. And then I'm I'm willing to wait for you to reply. I'm I'll, I'm willing <laughs> to wait for you to to process what I said, and and then take your time and then reply to me. Okay. Same same thing when you're you're trying to explain to somebody. It's amazing how many more aha moments you have if you converse that way with somebody. Yes. Then then if you're spending the whole time they're talking to you going what am I going to say? What am I going to say? How am I going to reply? Because you're not paying attention. You know, you're not really taking in what they're saying, and it was really one of one of my very first shows, and I think it was like the first five, I was talking to one of my clients, and we, we actually worked on like seven or eight books of hers. I published them for Nice. and it was on, one of them was on communication, and we, because I mean, we... We all know how to communicate, right? Of course. Yeah, right. Okay. Any, any more, we don't know how to communicate, it doesn't seem. But one of the things she said, and boy did I have an aha moment when she said this. She said, do you know what the biggest part of communicating is? And I'm like, the biggest part? She said, yeah. And I'm like, I should know the answer to that. <laughs> I said, Well you you tell me, so I'll make sure I you know, then then I'll know. And she said the biggest part of communicating is listening.
0: Yep.
1: It's like, Well yeah, that makes sense. That's why we have one mouth and two ears, right? <laughs> so we so we can only talk once but we can listen twice.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm like, Well, dang on. That's yeah. You know. <laughs> so but you know, if we're not listening, we're not really communicating. Because we can't we can't reply intelligently if we didn't hear what they said, right? Yep.
0: Absolutely. But
1: like I said, you're gonna have a whole lot more aha moments and you're gonna learn a whole lot more if you just be quiet and listen. And like I said, you, you don't have to reply the moment they stop talking and you're probably going to reply a whole lot more intelligently if you don't just saying.
2: Well, I think the problem is our society wants us to be perfect. And so if we ever can step outside of ego, yeah, then it's more acceptable to listen and realize, okay, I don't know it all, but yeah. by listening, I can actually learn a lot more and then my knowledge can grow exponentially.
1: Yeah. Well, I think everybody's so busy trying to prove they know it all. Mm
2: -hmm. But
1: if you actually listen to them, they're proven they don't know squat. (laughs)
0: You
1: know, I mean, I, I, when I was a kid, I had more fun hanging out with my parents, friends and just listening. Mm hmm. And I learned a lot by doing that. Yeah. You know, I mean, they they would joke that they didn't even know where I was most of the time because I was just so quiet sitting there, mm. you know, and I'd, I'd be in the room out of the way and just listening, you know, because I just, I enjoyed hearing what they were talking about. Now, I'm not saying that it was exciting all the time, <laughs> but... <laughs> I learned a lot of cool things you know um, and most of them were entrepreneurs
0: mm-hmm.
1: and they had their own businesses and I'm absolutely fascinated with business and I've, I've managed businesses since I was 19 years old and owned my own for over 20, almost 25 years now, I um, wonder how that happened.
2: <laughs> you know. Listening. Yeah
1: yeah you know i mean i I went basically right out of high school into managing a business within like four months. you know and i I didn't have any business management any official business management training, but that was my first full time job. you know
2: and I, as I always tell people, you know exposure is the key, and the problem mm-hmm. is a lot of people don't have exposure to productive things you know we grew up in a time where you watch TV max an hour two hours a week now you know all they do is they get exposed to television that tells you okay this is how you want to be and that sort of segues back into why people are stuck you know they're watching someone else's vision of what life should be versus what is your vision who are you and how do you actually fit into this world
0: yeah
1: well, they're they're so busy trying to keep up with this celebrity and that celebrity and, and that kind of thing. Yep. And and you know, the sitcoms and all the and sports figures and all this. You know and and you know, it's a, a big lack of their own creativity. And I know Muse, I know. Um <laughs> he says and and meow. Um it's just not the same dynamic it used to be, no. you know. There was a lot more individuality before. Oh, yeah. But we think a, we're more
2: individual now.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, and it's it's just, it, well, and, and the shame of it is you've got so many more ways and tools at our fingertips mm-hmm. to do things now, but they're being used in so many different ways, other ways, you right. know. Like you know, like being hunched over your phone playing games all day, or you know playing video games all day, which i mean i I do more than my share of that, um <laughs> but you know
0: um,
1: but I don't know, it's just the way the ways that you choose to use things you know um i I love having the resources i I would not wanna tackle the The writing projects I do without the resources that I have,
2: Right.
0: or
1: the graphics, or all that kind of thing. Um, but is it is it using being used to be productive, or is it being used just to shortcut things and uh, to be lazier? You know. <laughs> but I mean, I, I remember and and this really dates me, um, I was actually, actually I graduated from my drafting classes and got my certification the year before they switched everything over to being computerized. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I mean, uh, all of my training is doing everything manually. Um, which I I prefer doing it that way um, I mean, I, I don't, I, well, I got into drafting cause I, I want it to be artistic, but I, I can't just draw freehand. I, I just, I don't have the skills,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, um, that's why I, I love doing graphics work now because I don't, I don't need the skills. You know, I've got the computer skills, but I don't have the artistic drawing skills but now, mechanical drawing, I'm all over that. I can do that. Um, I mean, I can I can do house plans. I can do mechanical drawing, and I've got you know three dimensional skills. Um, but you know it's it's do you do you use the technology we have to enhance what you have, or, like I said, do you just use it to to shortcut? And um I don't know, I'm not coming up with the right words. But you know what I'm trying to say, right?
2: Well yeah, and I think it goes back to what you were saying about being create being creative is in that yeah. you knew you didn't have the skills to freehand, but you were able to say, Okay, this is my love, this is my passion. I'm not going to get stuck in my inability but more utilize what resources I actually have and my passion and move forward with it. And I think that's a good point in terms of why a lot of people are stuck is they start looking at the limitations of their current situation versus saying, okay, what do I have right now? How can I start what I have? And that's basically what you did.
1: Right. Not not what can I do, but how can I take what I have and make it work? Exactly. There you go. See, you know what I was trying to say? Awesome. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. See? Awesome. I like that. Well, that's just like, I wanted to be an author for years and years and years, and I finally, I finally got unstuck with that, and
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, now I've written over 50 books, so, you know, I was stuck there for an awful long time, <laughs> so, but it's, uh, yeah, I've certainly made a business out of that by this time, but it, it took a long time to get over that. So what do you think kept you stuck? fear of failure Mm. well and and family telling me to that number one I couldn't do it absolutely no encouragement whatsoever and I, I finally I finally one fourth of July weekend I decided that I was either gonna find classes and get serious about it or I was just gonna give up the dream completely and I found classes and I've been doing a whole lot of writing since then. <laughs> so,
2: And that's great. I mean, that, that goes why a lot of people are stuck is because of fear. And then it's sort of two things, fear and then limiting beliefs because of what others, you know, a lot of times we have self-limiting beliefs because what someone else told us versus what we actually can do and produce.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Well, and, and even, even once I had my first contract with a publisher, I wasn't getting encouragement. Mm-hmm. And and so until until my family's friends were impressed with it, they weren't on board. <laughs> but once once their friends thought it was cool, then they were on board. So their their friends were coming to them saying, "This is so cool that your daughter is doing this." And then it's like, "Oh, So uh, get this, okay? My dad was in the ER one day, and I I went to be with him and to make sure he got home safe and all this. Uh Uh-huh. And and he actually introduced me. I walked in the room. He's on on the bed. Doctor's checking him out. And he says, this is my daughter,
2: the author. (laughs) You were like, what?
1: I'm like, okay. (laughs) Years after, I mean, by the time he did that. I had, I had over 30 books and (laughs) published that long,
2: 30
1: books, not just one, but 30. No, 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 not one, not one, but yeah. And they got to the point that, that they would go to me to like book signings. And, uh, when I was like speaking at writer's conferences and this kind of thing, Mm -hmm. yeah, but that worked out well because by then I had a whole bunch of books to take with me to sell. And and so I'd, I'd let Dad push the cart with all the books on it. So that worked <laughs> out. But yeah, it it took like I said, it wasn't it wasn't my accomplishments <clears throat> per se. It was the fact that their friends were impressed. That got them on board. <clears throat>
2: yeah, and, and it's yeah. so good that you had the confidence within yourself to move past the fear and said, you know what, this is what's really going to make me happy. And that's another yeah. reason, you know, people are stuck. is like They're so worried about making other people happy and not really in touch with their authentic spirit. And so yeah. they don't know. And thus they stay stuck.
1: Well, and, and that's the thing. I had I had, had, that, dr- I had that dream since second grade. Mm. Right? And, and I'm, that was a long time ago. And um, so I, I finally said, and, and I told myself, and I, I said this to myself out loud. I said, I'm either going to pursue it or I'm giving up the dream. I just, I've, I've, I've had this in my head. I've wanted this for so long, and I'm either going to pursue it and do something about it, or just, I'm, I'm letting it go. One of the two. I'm not going to just have it dangling here, over my head, thinking about it anymore. It, it's been long enough. It's been decades. I got to let it go. <laughs> I, I got to do something different. So, I, it, I've teased myself long enough with this. So, either moving on or doing it. One of the two.
2: Yeah, and I think that's again what's really key is you being in touch with your authentic spirit. The fact that it had been there for decades and still was nagging at you lets you know this is part of my purpose. Yeah.
1: Well, it's but, like this. This is something I need to do. Get off your backside and do it.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yep. And and I found I found a great place that day that I could afford that was flexible. It was it was. You know, classes I could do at home in my time. It had great forums, and I I met people there um, that I I've, I've made friends. I've still I'm still friends with them. So, yep, worked out great.
2: But and it's funny once you decide to pursue you know your passions, your dreams, the universe meets you where you are. And It's like you say, it fit your schedule. Yeah but you had to move mm-hmm.
1: past the fear. I, I had a list of criteria was, this, it, it's got well, I was, I was working, um. I was working about 50 hours a week then.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So to make the commitment to take writing classes,
2: that, that wasn't, you know, it wasn't simple. So, <laughs> but. Well, and, and that's, a, that's another great it. point, Nikki, in, in, in that people think, okay, well, I'm just gonna go pursue my purpose. Well, sometimes it's not just i'm going to go pursue my purpose. You have other obligations. everybody may not be in the same situation where they can just stop, but if right. you know you have this purpose that's deep inside you, you can figure out a way to make it work, and that that may be in your day job at the end like you did at night figuring out a way to make it come to pass, and that's great you did that. And I think a lot of people get sort of. Confused in the sense of oh it's either or. Why is it either or? How about it it's and plus?
1: Well, I, I have so many people tell me, Oh, I'd love to write and I'll do it when I have time. Like no 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 no. No. It's
0: mm-hmm.
1: with me it, it got to the point where I have to do this. I I have to find a way to make this work. You know, and the thing is if if you make finding your purpose something that waits until you have time,
0: you're yeah, never, never going to it. find
1: it. You'll never do it.
0: Yeah.
1: You know? Yeah. I and d- go ahead.
2: Oh, no, no, I was, I'm with you. You're exactly right. You'll never find the time. And I did a video on, um uh, on my Instagram page where I ca- talk about what we prioritize. And right. if you don't prioritize it, it's not going to happen.
1: Right. You're not, you're not going to just sit down one day and you'll, Oh, I have time to find my purpose today. Not going to happen.
2: <laughs> it's,
1: it's not going to happen. I, nope. I've never had that happen. <clears throat> you have to. You have to literally take the time to do you. It, you're you're basically saying, okay, this is important enough to me that I'm going to make the time. You know, it just. Because there's always going to be something else yep. that needs to be done. There just, you know, there just always is. Or we'll
2: find distractions to keep oh. us from, And oh, that's yeah. that a lot of times. It's like, oh, oh, my favorite TV show's on. Well, then now you've gone from an hour and then now you're four hours in. Whereas you can say, okay, how are you blocking your time? And that's one big thing I'm real important when I work with clients, is, okay, how are you allocating your 24 hours? We all have it. But successful people are very strategic in planning, how am I going to spend this time? And I think that's one of the big things that keeps a lot of people stuck, too, is they're just unaware of what they're actually doing. Because, you know, they say 10% we're conscious of, but the 90% we're unconscious of. And that 90% is the key in terms of who's stuck and who's not. You know, there
1: was it's so funny there there have been times and it's, it's not so much now after after I've been sick because I, I have a lot of trouble focusing now that I didn't used to have
0: mm-hmm.
1: but there there have been times and I'll have people go how many hours do you have in your day <laughs> I said, excuse me Sorry, how many hours do you have in a day 24 <laughs> 24 and they're like, no, seriously, you must have more. I said, no, I have 24 just like everybody else. And they're like, are you sure? I'm like,
0: yeah. <laughs> you know,
1: it's just how you choose to utilize it and what you get done and how few distractions. It cut down on the distractions yes. and focus, and it's amazing how much you can get done in a day's time.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and
1: yes, yes, I sleep, and I sleep normally the number of hours that, you know, you should But yeah, but yeah. First time somebody asked me that, I'm like, "Huh?" (laughs) But yeah, that was that was too funny. So how how do you define stuck? Should I ask you again
2: already? No, you haven't asked. But as I say, we sort of talked about it the whole time, which is, you know, being stuck. It varies from person to person, And, and that's why it's sometimes like you just said, it's hard for people to realize they're stuck because. They're just in the routine of doing what happens because they haven't. They don't really have a plan for where right. they want to go. They don't know their purpose. So, you know, sometimes stuck is being also hopeless in the sense of, uh, well, this is just the way my life is going to be. People have told them, okay, well, you're not good at this. And so they've taken that information in, and they've allowed themselves to say, okay, that's it. Or people, some people blame the environment in which they grew up in. Well, I came from this place. I can never get to that. Being stuck, honestly, is a mindset. Yes. That's what stuck is. Yeah, And I don't have any way out of my current situation, but more importantly, I haven't decided to get help or insight, because th- that's the key about being stuck, which is why I call myself the aha architect. It's me giving my clients and others insight about their situation that they hadn't thought of and might be in their face, but because they're so used to their
0: routine,
2: they don't see it and thus right. they stay stuck.
1: Well, it's, it's their normal. And exactly. it's their way. When, when it's your normal, it's hard to see. Just, just kind of like if if you see somebody and you're around people every single day, and you could be around a person and they could say lose fifty pounds, but if you're around them every day, you don't. Feed. You're not, not going to notice
2: mm-hmm.
1: because it's happening. I mean, we we obviously we don't lose fifty pounds in like three days. <laughs> <you know. laughs> Would wouldn't that be nice? You yeah, know, great. but um. A, actually it wouldn't because we'd have so much you know like baggy skin but you know you're you're just not going to notice things because they happen so gradually but it's the same thing because if it's if it's something we're used to we we aren't going to see or or if it's something that we grew up around Mm
2: -hmm. It's,
1: it's just what we think is normal right and for us it is you know but for somebody else it's like, wow, that's so strange, or that's so unusual, or that's so whatever, you know. So, if I, I think I think stuck is just just one way that I see it is if we aren't as happy as we could be. How about mm-hmm. that? If if we aren't pursuing. Things that would make us happier, or if we're not striving for something to improve our situation, um, and I don't—I'm not talking financially. That's not i this, this isn't a monetary thing. Oh yeah. Um, there's there's so many. What, what are some ways that a person could do something to change their life in a non-financial way if they were to get unstuck?
2: So it, it, I always say purpose really helps guide that. Because if you know what your true purpose is, things that are not, in alignment with it, they sort of don't matter. And so you're able to get past. So, for instance, I know if I might miss my favorite TV show, it's not a big deal because Mm -hmm. my favorite TV show is not connected to my purpose. Let's go something even more. Family members. You know, you mentioned people having grown up in environments and that were not ideal, but it was normal for them. So when you think about abuse, you know, immediately people think physical abuse. Well, no, emotional abuse is just as damaging, if not more, because it's lasting. And so Hmm. they may be stuck in a relationship that mimics the exact abuse that they experienced during childhood, and thus they're stuck, and they don't even know it.
1: I think mental and emotional abuse. I mean, phys- physical abuse heals, um, and people see it. Mm-hmm. Oh, often they do, but mental and emotional people don't usually see that. Yep. And it just—it has so many lasting effects on us. Right. In so many ways, I think it's worse. Absolutely. Um, And I don't think it's as recognized. And anytime you mess with somebody's mind, it just... I don't know. I've just seen so much destructive power from mental and emotional abuse. I really have. But Um, our
2: country doesn't you know, prioritize mental health.
1: No, no. Well, and, and it demonizes people that have emotional and mental problems. Exactly. Which is so bad.
0: Um,
1: what, what percent, you probably know this answer, and I, I don't have any idea, but what percentage of, of Americans are, are stuck? Do you have any
2: idea? 80%. Wow. Um, when we say stuck in terms of doing the same routine, like going to work the same route, eating the same breakfast and it's, it's just once again why I talk about stuck being a, a, a mindset and that okay this is the only way to do things or oh I've always done it this way why would I change wow
1: mm. wow that's just unreal so what, what area
2: are most people stuck in well as we talked about earlier people are definitely stuck in terms of not knowing their purpose, you know, they're stuck in sort of bad relationships. Yeah. Uh, A lot of people are stuck in addictions. You know, that was the reason why I wrote the second book, but they don't want to call it addictions, and that's sort of why I'm having to shift my uh, vocabulary to talk about bad habits. So, for instance, I was working with a client, um uh, a month back, and he hired me for motivation. And while we're going through the process, I sort of discovered he had a an addiction to alcohol and weed. And I said, Now how am I going to approach this Because if I use the word addict, he'll immediately retreat. You' know, talk about that listening thing, you, right you trigger words, and so then you immediately ignore it. So what I did, I record my sessions, and so I played the session back to him. And I said, I want to just play something t- to you, and if you would, let me know what you would say to this individual. So I played in the, sex- uh, of the section back. He said, man, I would say that person is an addict. I said, I'm glad you said it. So I've learned, you know, a lot of people are stuck in habits. Um, and, and just the fact that you say a bad habit, it. it pull some of the sting away from it. And it sort of right. goes back to what I call an addiction. is any substance or behavior that you're using to escape pain. And it, once again, a lot of people are in pain because they don't know their purpose. So it sort of all centers around people are stuck because they don't know their purpose. And so they're in pain. And what do they then do? They use a bad habit or an addict addiction <laughs> to sort of come out of it.
1: Okay. Um. Just kind of briefly, how would you describe finding our purpose?
2: Ah, uh, finding our purpose. So I actually have a nice little video, uh, four ways to help you find your purpose. Okay. Um, but in general, I go back to we all are given different gifts, and those gifts are basically for our purpose. So there's a difference between your gift and your purpose. A lot of people get confused about, oh, okay, I have a gift to sing. Okay, great. That's great you have a gift to sing. But you were given that gift for a purpose. Your purpose is for others. Your gift is for you. Okay, makes sense. And so... If we're trying to find our purpose, it definitely goes back to our gifts. What are we good at? And then how can that gift that you've been given be utilized to help others? And it's got to be something you actually enjoy doing too. Because, you know, I can be great at singing, but if I don't enjoy singing, that's clearly not going to be my purpose. True. But a lot of people, you know, that's how they get stuck. For instance, they'll go in a job that they really don't enjoy doing, but they're good at and it provides a lot of financial benefit. But because of the financial gain that they get and because of the accolade society gives around wealth, they're rich financially, but poor purposefully and emotionally and spiritually. And that's why you find a lot of people that are making tons of money but still unhappy. And that's right. what we talked about, being truly happy. You're always going to be truly happy when you're fulfilling your purpose because that's what you're sort of here for.
1: Well, a lot of times you can find a job that fits around your purpose. Mm-hmm. I, I know I I have found that many times since I've I've been self-employed and, and doing the stuff I'm doing now. Um and the thing is, other times you can find something to do, um, a lot of times you can find volunteer work to do that way. You can find, um, I, I know I've got a couple of blogs that I do that supply information that are purposes for me, um, along with a couple of my health is- issues. I know the radio show is, is a purpose for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, so there's, there's a lot of ways that you can do that kind of thing. So it's, 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 it be very interesting to find ways to, to do that. Could, could be a hobby. I mean, there's all kinds of ways to do that kind of thing.
2: Well, or what I've always told people is, you know, real estate is what funded my purpose because I was good at doing development, but, You know, that wasn't my purpose, but it definitely funded. So, like you said, sometimes your purpose in your day job may be totally different. And hey, of course you would want long range for them to be the same because the more time you spend in your purpose, the more time you spend perfecting your craft and growing. But it's not always going to be that. And I think, you know, I always use actors as an example because most of them, unless they have a family member who's already in the industry you know they have to end up waiting tables it's like wow you went from waiting tables to acting well it goes back to my purpose is independent from what i have to do to make income to survive
1: yep most of them start that way
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so. well the thing is it it may not your your way that you make a living may not start out is your purpose, but it may work that way over time. Right. You Definitely. never know. Mm-hmm. You never know. So do people need to set boundaries to get unstuck?
2: I love talking about boundaries too. <laughs> you have to. I mean, boundaries, it, and it depends on your, you know, the way you grew up. A lot of people don't understand healthy boundaries. So healthy boundaries include, you know, you saying even to those that you love, no, I cannot do this. And that may mean they get upset, but it goes back to if you don't put healthy boundaries in place, people will constantly test you. You know, they say you have to teach people how to treat you. And so... A healthy boundary is you basically teaching a person how to treat you. And yep. if you. Well, the thing is you you need to set and enforce boundaries. Boundaries in place. How could you then not get unstuck because to keep you in a position that keeps you stuck?
1: Yeah. Well, like like I said, you got to set boundaries and you have to enforce those boundaries because if mm-hmm. not, you're, you're telling people that you don't really, I mean, you, you set them, but you don't really care about them. And if you don't care about them, they have no reason to care about them.
2: Yeah, and you're going to get pushback as soon as you put the boundary in place because it's abnormal. And like we've talked about this whole time, people are just going as they used to do. But then when you say, okay, no, that's not, for instance, you talked about food. A lot of things have to be put in place for you to lose 50 pounds. Oh yeah. It could be when you go out, you're not eating dessert, or you're not eating the fried food. They're like, "Hey, what's wrong with you? You know, this is what we always do." Yes, what we always do is what kept me stuck being 50 pounds overweight. Yep. Well, and and,
1: (laughs) it's amazing the people that say you need such and such. I'm like, no, I don't. No. Nope. And and it, it it's about and it's not just food it's it's like all kinds of different things, and it it <laughs> it's amazing the people that just use that phrase about stuff,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: and it's not this this would be interesting for you or or you might like this, but it's you need blah 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 blah, it's like oh, no yeah. don't no I don't Mm-mm, no. But
2: yeah, it just, it's. You know, I uh, always hear, I need. People always tell me, oh, you need a new phone. No, no. I don't. No. This one, it, it rings, it sends mm-hmm. messages, it does all the things that your smartphone does. It's just not the newest version. So, mm-hmm. like you're saying, having that boundary of pe- when people say you need, you need to know for yourself what you need. Now, that's what you do need. <laughs> Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. Yeah, my mom used to say that all the time, and, and she it, it was just it was just something she was used to saying, and she she was she's who I learned to to budget from. So I, I knew that she didn't mean it the way it sounded, but yeah, I used to pick on about that all the time. Let me see, what do you see with clients and people in general about self worth? That's a big one. Self-esteem and self-worth, those, those are big things with people.
2: Yeah, uh, it, it amazes me how many people come to me that are stuck, and it goes back to their self-worth, self-confidence, and it's been bruised. And, I, you know, I've talked about why people are stuck, what I call unaddressed childhood trauma. Or yes. it doesn't even have to be childhood. Sometimes it's as they adolescent or actually in adulthood, you know, I look at individuals who've been in toxic marriages and right. they were like, well, where, why would you even get into that? But they, their confidence just gets beaten down and always, you know, they feel less than their actual work. You know, that self worth goes back to that first point, which is reconnecting to your authentic spirit and understanding I'm here. I have purposes. I, I have gifts that makes me enough. I don't have to have everything that this television is saying that I have. Right. So true. And so many people are, are, are stuck in that because they haven't put the boundary of saying, you know what, I'm going to turn this TV off. I'm going <laughs> to turn social media off. I'm going to get off Facebook. I'm going to get off Instagram and constantly comparing myself to others when actually everything I have is within I just need to be able to bring it forth. Right. And to bring it forth usually requires a plan because you've been so out of touch with who you really are, you don't know what it takes.
1: So true. Well, and and <laughs> so many people only post the good stuff on Facebook oh. or, or social media in general, right? Yeah. And then other people are like, I just can't keep up. My life just isn't as good as, as all these other people. It's like, people, they're only posting the good stuff, you
2: know. Or fake stuff. You know, I think yeah. the funniest thing was one of these uh, entertainers who posted them being on a jet. And they were yeah. not even flying. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it, just, I, you know, I, uh, I don't know. It, it, the internet is has got so many good points to it mm-hmm. and it's social media is so good for connecting but people really need to get some reality about it and they just they just don't in so many ways they just really don't that's like people were trying to tell me that they said but but you can't make up a fake profile. I mean, it has to. If a person is there, they have to be real. And I'm like, no, they don't. No. No. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Nope.
2: Uh-uh. But um. And, and then the worst thing is when people steal other people's profiles or names. Yeah. You know.
1: Yep. Sure enough.
2: As they say. Verify.
1: Check and verify. Yes. Yep. Sure enough. I don't know. Yeah, I had, I had somebody um, approach me the other day through Instagram under the name of somebody that I've known since he was about two. Mm hmm. And, uh, it, well, it was weird because we're connected on Facebook. And I'm like, why is he approaching me from Instagram? That's kind of weird, yeah. and then it was it was a, a scam sort of something. Yep. and I'm like, okay, all right, that's interesting, but um, yeah, it, it was some. It was one of these you can you can get some government grant, not doesn't have to be repaid, and all you have to do is is pay some something or another. I'm like, yeah, no, huh? <laughs> <clears throat> but you know. It's like you, you don't want the free money. I'm like, no, block. I, I've got a huge block list on Facebook. I really
2: do. Pages and, pages and pages. I'm right there with you. It's. I think, especially because of the reach that you have with your show, I'm sure they're like, okay, yeah, we got to tap into her because then we can reach all these other people.
1: Exactly. Exactly. Oh well, that's okay. There's there's a lot of people I accept just so I can block them. But, <clears throat> all right, do you want to tell the listeners how they can find you and find more Absolutely. And and about your relationship quiz.
2: Ah yes, so uh, you can find me at the Aha Architect on Instagram as well as you can go to www.theahaarchitect.com. I'm on Facebook as A.D. Burks, but I always tell just Google the AHA Architect and you should be able to find me. Now, the Relationship Fit Quiz is a quiz we created to look at 14 parameters needed for a healthy relationship. And some of those parameters are vulnerability, reconciliation, compromise, generosity, consideration, and one of my favorite, of course, accountability. And so whether it's a physical relationship in terms of romantic or it could just be friendship or even a relationship in terms of business, because if you can't be held accountable, I don't think I would want to work with you in any capacity. So Mm -hmm. The Relationship Fit Quiz is really good. I think, Nikki, are you going to send a link for it, or do they need to just try to go find it?
1: Uh, I am actually going to put all of that on the show
2: page. Perfect, yeah. It, as I say, I love getting feedback from the Relationship Fit Quiz because people are like, well, I didn't think about that. And, and some of the best feedback is this has been so insightful, and I think that once again, it's bringing that awareness of you know what is healthy. We I, I talk about
1: not just love relationships but other relationships also. So, mm-hmm. but I, I actually scored very well on that quiz. I was very pleased with that.
2: Yay! <laughs> as a, were you yeah. fit? You, were, you were fit?
1: I was. It, it's it said I was. I was I was kind of concerned. I said, Am I going to do good? <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, as they say. Given the work that you're in, just who you are as a person, I expected you to be the fit.
1: But, well, I, was, I was thinking I would, but you just, you never know. You
2: never know. I, I would have fumbled at you if I hadn't, but. <laughs> I said maybe that would be good if we had do another show where some, your audience members take the quiz and we go over the areas. We could do that. We could do that. Well, thank you very much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having me. It's always fun. It's been so long, but so glad to see you're still here and helping tons of people that need it. Well, that is that is
1: the purpose. That is the goal with the show. Yeah. And, listeners, you can get all the – I've got all of his links that I will have on the show page. I will have a link to the replay of the show and the link to the Relationship Quiz so you can see how you score with that. And yeah, if we've if we've got several people that would like to take the quiz and then discuss the results and get some more information, we can do a follow up and do that. I got no problem with that. Cool. So I will have it on the website at um dot com slash aha AHA. So that's great. So thanks for being with me again today.
0: Thank you. And
1: and listeners, I'll be with you next time on Ready for Love Radio.